Hi, I'm Emily Salaby, founder of Juno Jones, the stylish safety boot company, and your host on the Hazard Girls podcast here on Jacket Media. I'm so honored to host this show where I get to chat with Hazard Girls about their careers. Hazard Girls is an online community for women working in traditionally male-dominated fields. On our show, you'll get to hear from these amazing women about the path that led them to their current careers, challenges they've overcome, advice for other women in entering these industries, and more. Our guest today is Charlie K. Matthews, the founder and CEO of Empowering Brands, founder of Empowering Pumps and Equipment, and founder of Empowering Women in Industry. She is a truly dynamic individual who has had a fascinating career path from working within the pumps and equipment industry to the creation of her companies. And we're really looking forward to hearing more about her experiences. Welcome, Charlie. Thanks for having me. It's such a great welcome. Yeah. Well, first of all, how are you? How are you all doing? We're doing good. Our family's here safe in Alabama and just trying to, you know, learn how to be a teacher's assistant as well as an entrepreneur, which has been a lot of fun and also challenging. But I think we've got it. We've got it under control now. Oh, good. Good to hear. Yeah, we're about the same. Homeschooling and getting used to the new normal right now. But yeah, just by way of backstory, Charlie, I met you sometime last year on Instagram and I came across your company, Empowering Women in Industry, on there, probably via hashtag women in industry or women in manufacturing. And we started chatting, and I think we then set up a phone call, and you invited me to come to the Empowering Women in Industry conference in Chicago last September to present the Tradeswomen of the Year Award on behalf of my company, Juno Jones Shoes. So we got to meet there in Chicago. And you're, of course, a member of the Hazard Girls Facebook group. And I'm so excited for us to have this time to chat and, you know, finally delve in a little deeper. So why don't you start us off by telling us a little bit about your background, where you're from, what was your career path like? Before we do that, let's just say how great you were at the Empowering Women in Industry Conference, not just giving away the award, but you know, you brought your energy there. Everyone fell in love with you like always. And so you are very important to trades women everywhere. So thank you for being there and really showing your passion for the industry. To talk about how I got into the industry, I think it's a familiar story with anyone you talk to in the pump industry, and that is we normally fall into it or by chance are introduced to it. And so when I was in college at the University of Alabama, I was an administrative assistant while I was working, and I watched them at this company. It was a publishing company for the pump industry, and I watched them sail and travel and connect with people, and I just really fell in love with the industry. And so, you know, a lot of people ask me kind of what is the pump industry, and it really does go beyond just pumps, and pumps are equipment that we use in our everyday lives, everything from water to power to laundry was what I heard yesterday, you know, 
there's always a new fascinating use for pumps, but it goes outside of pumps into the entire system. So any type of equipment that you may use that keeps our lives running, there are people behind that. And so when I talk about the pump industry, I'm really talking about the people that are behind the scenes, either making the equipment, manufacturing it, the people in the plants who are you know, manufacturing a product that also use pumps and equipment. So it really is about the people and the need to bring attention to the pump industry. So you mentioned it's about the people. How is it for women in the industry? Is there a big difference between being a woman or a man in that industry? Yeah, it is a male-dominated space traditionally. We've seen a lot of improvement in that area, but it's still, we are most likely one or two women in the room a lot of the times. And so it does take that extra effort to you know, find your confidence and strength and knowledge and be able to present those ideas. So, you know, I do want to help women continue to grow those skills of communications. But I do think when we look at it, each industry or each category is a little bit different. I think if we look at the pump industry and the water sector, they are a little bit more innovative. And in the water industry, they really did embrace diversity and inclusion and create programs around that to say, why do we want a diverse workforce? You know, how can women in water really thrive here? And if you get those programs together, then you're going to see that improve. So there is definitely more women in water. I think also caring for the environment is part of our nature to do as women. So I think we get into that a little bit more just because of our nature. But overall, we've got a long ways to go, still a male-dominated space, and we will continue to bring women in, train them, and tell them that they can do whatever they set their mind to. When I'm on Instagram meeting people in the different industries, I do see a lot of women who are describing themselves as working in water. Yeah, and they have to have those safety attire as well, right? So I've got my hard hat that the Charlie's Angels Operations Challenge team gave me. So you've got your hard hat, your gloves, your boots, your reflective gear and protective gear. And so seeing those in our group and knowing, you know, just from the small things like what are we going to wear today and that challenge of having the proper size gloves, I think it does start with water. Water's in every industry if you really look at it. And there's a pot, I met some women um, at the Empowering Women in Industry Conference who were in the water industry, and I, I think they had their own podcast. I don't know if it was about Yes, them. the H2O Duo. They are great. H2O Duo. I have to check that out. So, Carly, you have three companies of your own. Can you tell us the story of how they came to be? Which one was first? How did it happen? I started my company in 2011. I set it up the best way that I knew how going through, I think it was like legal Zoom or something online when I created it. And I was in the pump industry at the time looking for how to connect social media and educate people on why this is a really good tool. But I was thinking pumps. So I created the company and it's called Empowering Pumps LLC. And so that was first. And the website has always been empoweringpumps.com. But a couple of years back, I realized that people weren't really seeing us in a digital media marketing services space. And 
what we could do, we could really teach anyone about social media in the industry. And so I wanted to branch that out and really give the message that, you know, we're a digital company. Digital media was the empowering pump side of things. And then marketing services were all the things that we were doing to help people be better marketers in an industrial space. So creating social media for them, running their platforms, any type of graphics, videos, you know, photography. And I just wanted to shift that focus. So empowering brands is not really something new. It's just a very top level brand and what I think the company should have been named from the beginning. And then with empowering women, that is a spinoff of what we see when we go out into the pump industry and it is a male dominated space and we want to help women succeed in that space. And so for my own need to have a role model, once I got to this leadership position after 10 plus years, I needed someone to look to. So we created that. I selfishly did for my own benefit to reach out with awesome women in the industry and learn from them. But once you saw the group growing It was such a need. And as marketers and professionals and media, we're trying to help serve that audience. And so we knew that we needed to have something bigger. So we created the event and community that is ongoing. And we just say three companies. It's really one company, just several different brands underneath that. And then most recently, we're launching the Empowering Industry Podcast. So I think overall, the company and the brand is empowering. And that means to give people the power and authority to do something. So when you first decided to branch off with the Empowering Women in Industry Community, what was the reception like for that? Did you just like meet people through other people and it caught on? Or how did you get the word out and what did people think? We first reached out to the women that we knew. We have a lot of different women in our industry that may not be at the C-suite level. And that was the challenge. There was no one in leadership that we could connect with. So if you look across the group, there's a lot of women in our group that we connected with that are mid-level or even starting out and wanting us to kind of have those layers. So wherever you are in your career, we can have someone help you. I don't have all the answers, obviously, but we have this community to help people. And we were able to do that. We go to trade shows a lot. We you know, have built a network for the last 10 years of women and men in our industry. So it was just basically making the ask. And I think that because it was such a needed topic and a a need for community. We didn't even know that we needed it, right? We're in this male dominated space. We're doing our work. And then all of a sudden we got a group of women together with like minds that understand industry. And we were like, wow, this is amazing. I want to do this again. So I think that's how it really started. And what kind of women are in it? I know it goes beyond the pump industry. What are some of the other fields that it covers? That's right. So everything from engineering to sales, tradeswomen, we always say engineers, operation and maintenance personnel is kind of our core audience with empowering pumps. When you dive into that, you have someone in sales, you have an administrative role, you have marketing, which I think is part of the STEM versus STEAM conversation. The arts are very important and marketing is very important. So we really wanted to cut across industry, cut across these different job titles, if you will, and bring women together that understand manufacturing, understand processing, understand municipal water, 
and really just get together and say, okay, if you are in a male dominated space and you need help in any way, we want to be here for you. You know, when I was at the Empowering Women in Industry Conference, which we'll talk about in a minute, but I remember a woman stood up and she mentioned, I think she was in, I want to say the beauty industry, which you don't even think of as a male duckbook. She was there because she was connected to an engineer in cosmetology, and she was wonderful. She gave such insight. And I think part of us being women in the industry, we try to you know, become men sometimes. And to the point with us, we want to just be ourselves and whatever that is, whether you like makeup or getting your hair done or you don't, I want people to feel like they can be themselves and that's enough. And so we also try to get people out of their box. So if you traditionally didn't kind of do your hair and makeup, try it out and see. And maybe that would open up your mind a little bit. Or if you're a welder, let's talk to someone who's in marketing and see what you could offer the other person. And I think that that's what was so awesome about that connection with the women. I love that people felt so welcome, even if they didn't come from a traditionally male-dominated field. It just really became about empowering women in wherever we are. We do have some unique things that we can talk to. And I think that that's the like mind is, you know, we are women that connects us first and we can stand by that no matter what title we can say we are women in this industry. And that does give us a sense of belonging, which is super important to every person that they have a sense of community from there. It's like, okay, how can we help the woman today? And it seems so obvious, I think, I guess to me, because I am so, I feel like I'm so in this space, but I spend sometimes online, you will see discussion, people making comments saying like, why do we need this? Like, what is the point? Why do women need, it's usually a man (laughs) making the comment. Why do women even need their own group? So how do you respond to that? It was a challenge that presented itself to me that I had never had to deal with before I started saying empowering women in industry, right? I did marketing and I'd have my banners up. And you're right, a man would come up to me and say, you know, why empowering women? And I had to teach myself what is the why? And the why is it's important. It's important that we're there for each other, that we're role models, that we are learning from each other's mistakes so we don't have to repeat them. And it's different to have a group of women and feel that relaxed community and be able to ask questions. And, you know, men have that. They get to have their guys night out, if you will, right? And I just want us to also be able to hang with the girls when we're out at a trade show or out in the field and we need somebody to just chat with. And that is truth. That is important. And we do have different challenges. And no matter what they say, they're still there, even though the generation now gets it and is like, I don't understand this sometimes because they didn't grow up with it or they haven't experienced it yet. But let them work 10, 15 years and get to a point where they're about to tell somebody that is their boss or management that their idea is valid. And that presents a different level of respect that's needed. It also is the skills that are needed to be able to present in that atmosphere. And we aren't taught to do that a lot of the times. We're taught everything from, you know, respect your elders to be pleasing to the person, whoever it is that you're around. There's just all kinds of things that we grow up with that we don't see until we are faced with that. I love being the only woman in the room, right? It's awesome. I feel like I just got a privilege of stand out and, you know, I may talk different, whatever the privilege is that as being a woman in the room in a male dominated space, 
it also presents challenges that until you're there, you don't know exist. And so if we can get that across to women at a younger age, these are the skills that you need to do to be your best self if this is what you're trying to accomplish. And if we can help those women not have to go through some of the same heartaches and be prepared so that they can go into a room and get the best job or get the best outcome of a situation so that we can solve better problems, I'm all for that. And so it's a learning lesson about what are you going to say when somebody asks you, why are you doing this? And I think we just have to go to, this is why it's important. And I still deal with things today. And so therefore, this is still needed. When it evens out and these problems go away, then maybe we wouldn't need something like that. I was at a conference not long ago where a gentleman came up to me, which I thought was funny because I'm the you know misempowering woman. And he says, women can't be mechanical engineers. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And do you see the women in this room that are mechanical engineers? What would you say to that? And there's a point of you that want to argue that, right? And stand up for them. And then the other part of you is like, that person has a very long way to go if they still think that is true. What can we do as women in our own industries to help expand the workforce? Yeah, I think... What we can do in our industry is communicate the fact that women are here, they can do the job in these fields, and really learn, you know, where is best to be an advocate for women in industry. There are so many different organizations where people can plug in. There's so many different media outlets. There's so many different organizations that we can be a part of where we can share that, number one, we need women in the workforce. They're 50% women, right? And so we need to tap into that and bring them into our workforce, whatever that may be. You should be looking at how they can benefit your team. And really a diverse workforce in general benefits a company. There are studies that show that it generates a better workforce, a better outcome when you have a diverse team. And so if we look to how can we communicate that message better for each company that we're in? So for example, if your company is trying to hire a welder, how are you going to present that this is a great space for a woman to come in and be a welder in your company? I think that it takes a challenge and a mindset that's deliberate and saying, we want you here and we're going to take care of you. I had a great conversation with a company here in town that said they hired their first female welder and they went through training in their HR department, both for the welder coming in, but also for their staff who aren't used to working with women as a welder for one, but just women in general is still a very male dominated space across the board. So how are they going to bring a new employee in and make sure that it's a safe space that there's a respectful space and that she can grow there. And I think we have to look at that. And it starts with communication, communication within your companies and communication to the public, that this is something that will absolutely help the workforce grow. Yeah. And when I raised the question to you, I said, what can we do as women? And now I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. Why did I say it like that? This is really men's responsibility too. How can we get that message across? Yeah, and I think just from trades to manufacturing to engineering, all of these are not jobs that women think about women doing or, you know, even I'm guilty of it myself and being surprised at different things. Anytime I see a woman in these fields, I'm like, yay, this is awesome. I love that. I love celebrating that. But also 
just those fields in general, men and women, we need to draw attention to the importance of, you know, the pump industry, the water industry, the manufacturing industry. These are great careers. And, you know, changing the perception of a dirty job or a hard job to we can do this. And it's really a great opportunity for men and women. I mentioned the Empowering Women in Industry Conference in Chicago already. I would love to hear a little bit more about how that idea came up, how it turned from a brand to a conference. What was the impetus behind it and what did it accomplish? You know, what are the plans for the future? So I don't like to do anything just small, I guess. I love to have something grand. I like the grand gesture. I like you know, bringing the most amount of people and making them have an experience. That's one of my passions. There was two levels of that conference. One was the conference itself. So teaching people how to be their best self, learning skills and giving them resources. And then the other side was the award ceremony where we're celebrating women who have done it and, you know, having a spectacular night that we're going to remember. The vision of that was the Grammys, right, where you get your award and everybody's in their best. Everybody is having a wonderful time celebrating the hard work that they've done. But that vision and the grandiose of the conference is because I want to make the industry celebrities, the people behind the scenes that we don't see as citizens normally, I want to showcase them in a way that they are a big deal. They are the same level of a big deal, if not more, than the celebrities that we cherish on the red carpet. So I wanted that feel to the conference at the same time, knowing that the most important thing that we did that day was connect those women together and give them skills that were going to better their lives and their careers. And we've already seen that happened. We've already got feedback of great things that have happened, people with new jobs, new opportunities, and really the confidence to go in and say, you want to give me a raise? Great. Does that have money attached to it? Or is it just more responsibility? And so, you know, hearing those stories and knowing that they got the job after having the confidence really just makes all the difference. You know, back to kind of that original, why did it get that big? I think it's a testament to the support that we have for the industry. We had, you know, manufacturers, we had consultants, we had coaches, we had just you know, engineering all the way from the water sector to the oil and gas sector come together and say we support women in industry. We want them here. We want them to get all the skills that they have. And we also want to learn what we don't know. And so I want to stress that the men that support us and want us to do better and stay and really respect the fact that we are, you know, taking on the challenge of this really difficult space, we have to give them credit too for being there and supporting us along the way. I love that the first part of the day was the educational part where we had speakers and workshops, and that was all women. And then in the evening, it was all about presenting these amazing awards to women, and the men were there too. That's right. You know what? I wanted, and I will continue to have women presenters because, you know, we're not always the first one chosen because we don't have the top level experience. We're not in the C-suite and we're going to get there. And the way to get there and the way to get those skills is to actually do it. We got to get on that stage. It's not fun, but we got to continually do it so that we get better at it. 
Charlie, I want to give you a chance to talk a little bit about the future of, you know, empowering women in industry and the next conference and what we should expect and keep an eye out for. Yeah, so the next conference is planned to be in New Orleans on October the 8th. Really excited about that and getting everybody back together. We have a great lineup of speakers that are going to educate us. And then we do have the awards gala. And I would call, that was probably my call to action right now is, you know, during the time where we have a little bit more time on our hands, maybe, or need a distraction, we can think about who can we nominate across the board in these fields? Who deserves an award, a pat on the back? And it may be yourself. Maybe you did something great and you think you deserve the award. Ask someone to nominate you. And I think that so many times we feel we're not worthy for an award, but I want to stress that you are just having someone write a letter for you proves the fact that you've done something great and you should be awarded for it. Everybody that's nominated is a winner in my book and we will be promoting them as that. And really that evening is just to get together and celebrate women in industry as a whole. And I look forward to seeing everybody there. Look forward to learning something new. And uh, I'm trying to come up with the draw and you know, Emily, I'm going to ask you to participate in that. Uh, if you're planning on being there, I know you are. I've got some ideas on how we can make New Orleans shape up to Chicago because it was such a grandiose event. Like you said, how can we bring something unique to New Orleans? And so I've got a little surprise up my sleeve. I'm sure you do. Charlie, I wanted you to just talk a little bit about what are the awards? Like what are some of the categories that we should be considering? In all the different fields, I know we've got the leadership in STEM and engineering and manufacturing. We have the, it's not an entrepreneur award. We don't have that one listed, but we do have the empowering women, you know, just overall award that I pick and give out, which I think is really fun. And then we have sales, marketing, leadership and innovation. I think I covered most of them, but just across the board, these categories are based on how people see us, right? And they they normally see us tied to one of these different disciplines, but really you could win an award in any category just by participating, I think is the main thing, participating in your company, doing the things like advocacy is one of them, industry advocacy, which I think is really very important. Going above and beyond that, like, this is my job today, to how can I change things for the industry and my company? I think that's what we're looking for in the applicants is, you know, what have you done that's outside of the box that is one step ahead? So in our Hazard Girls community, which you are a part of, we have so many women in different fields. Some of them are starting out. Some of them are in leadership positions already. We have students to CEOs. What I'd like to do is ask each of our guests this question so that maybe some of the younger women can learn from some of the older and more, I shouldn't say older, some of the more experienced women's wisdom. So if you could go back to your 16 year old self and give her a talk, what would you say? You are better than you think. Start telling yourself that now. And don't think that for one minute, you can't do something hard. Charlie, how can our listeners get in touch with you? get involved with empowering women in industry and follow along with your journey. For this audience, I think we'll stay with the charlie at empoweringwomeninindustry.com. So you can just send me an email there. 
you know, we're online everywhere. Feel free to connect with me if you need someone to support you. LinkedIn is a great place for connections. We have a group there that I can connect you with. So feel free to connect with me, Charlie K. Matthews, anywhere online. And then I did want to say one thing you mentioned when we were talking once about how was I able to do this? And, you know, my mom was a single mom. She was a teacher and a nurse. And she just told me over and over the power of can. And we live by that. We say can't doesn't live here. And I just think that it's very important as we go through any life that we have kind of a motto with us. And ours is can and and just believing that we can do. Well, we are at the end of our show, Charlie. Thanks so much for hanging out with us and sharing your journey. Well, I loved it. Anytime to get to talk to you is a great time. And I also just want to say, you know, thank you for allowing me to be on the podcast. I've been on it once before a couple years back and just love what y'all are doing here and continue to uplift and empower women. Well, it's great to have you back. And for our listeners, if you want to learn more about Charlie K. Matthews and empowering brands or the empowering women in industry conference in new orleans this year you heard it from charlie you can email her directly or check out their website empoweringwomeninindustry.com and of course it's a lot of fun to follow them along on social you have been listening to the hazard girls podcast on jacket media sponsored by juno jones the stylish safety boot company that's junojonesshoes.com. And you can go there to learn about our steel toe boots and to join the Hazard Girls community. I'm your host, Emily Salaby. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.